This is the Pain Information Network. Health and Wellness Today. Today I have a, a real favorite of mine, Dr. Magdalena Kirshner on. She's the Director of Victory, Weight Loss, and Wellness, and that's in Cincinnati, Ohio. She has been coming to meetings for a long time. It's always a pleasure to, to talk to her, to sit with her. A very prominent anesthesiologist and interventional pain physician that took on the course of understanding that disease sometimes is better fought before it's a real disease. In other words, health and wellness. Now, that's sometimes thrown around and kicked around, and, you know, it, it's just common to hear of health and wellness clinics, but not to this degree. She observes hormonal activity. She understands uh, the pathophysiology of many of these disease processes and does uh, very neat procedures, including cool sculpting. So it's going to be fun to have her on. It's kind of a little bit of a different look and feel. I waited to have her on until somebody asked me a little bit about wellness and, and some directive care that they could get on hormonal therapy. And I got that question. So I think She's pretty much going to cover it in this podcast. It's fun to listen to. And to all you folks that wonder about what what am I talking about with hormones and things like that, yeah, hormones are affected by the drugs we give, the injections we do, even surgery and, and, and illness affects hormones and wellness to varying degrees and to degrees that we can react to. So I think it's going to be a good podcast for everyone to listen to uh, at all different levels. And so grab your family member, friends, spouse, and um, this is great for providers as well. So let's get to it. Welcome. Uh, We're pretty excited to be down here in Florida with uh, some really fantastic uh, individuals whom I've had a great distinction of knowing for years, and these physicians are top-notch. We're at a conference with the American Society of Interventional Pain Physicians, and I have a special person today. Who do I have here? Dr. Magdalene Kirshner from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah, and Madeline is going to be kind of fun today because we're sitting out here looking at the pool, and it's a beautiful day in sunny Florida. It's the middle of winter, so this is a nice break. And so let's start by talking about something related uh, to really to all of us, but into particular uh, females. They have a lot of interest in this, but as you will hear, it affects us all. Let's talk hormones. Uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hello, I'm Dr. Magdalene Kirsch. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I have Victory Weight Loss and Wellness, where we uh, focus on uh, weight loss as well as bioidentical hormone replacement and anti-aging medicine. Um, I'm a board-certified anesthesiologist. I've got interested in hormone replacement with my personal experiences with hormones. When I reached that age in my late 40s, and um, I experienced... um, uh, replacement by identical hormones for physical reasons, and I was amazed when I noticed how much better I felt, and my migraines disappeared, and I started to sleep again. And I thought it was just absolutely a magic pill, and I needed to know a lot more about it. And it became a pursuit of mine to uh, bring this to everybody else like myself. Well, I tell you what, you look fantastic. You're obviously taking great care of yourself, and this probably plays into that equation. Would you say so? 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. The, um, I think I can speak for women, also some for men, because I have uh, male patients who what we now know is a male menopause. <laughs> menopause. Yeah, yeah. Menopause. So, so a gentleman also seek my help. But, you know, for women, in, in after about the age of 35, we start losing our progesterone. And when we lose our progesterone, what typically happens, women come in and say, I don't understand. I am just so irritated all the time. Why is it? What is wrong with me? I shouldn't be feeling this way. That's women typically in their in their 40s come and complaining of that. Um, and a little bit of bioidentical progesterone replacement really helps women to feel a lot better, a lot less anxious, and helps them sleep, therefore controls the moods. Then as women continue on, we lose our estrogen about in our 50s, and that's officially called menopause. At that point, we add estrogen for women, and women begin to feel much more like when they were younger. Their skin starts glowing. Their hair looks better. They uh, regain their libido. They feel much more like they were when they were younger. Well, it, it affects the family. It affects marriages. It affects uh, those around. So it's not, it's not just a simple problem. So as we start to recognize this problem, tell us some of the signs and symptoms and what you need to do. Well, like I just mentioned, you know, one thing when females come to me, typically in their late 40s, is moods, out-of-control moods, inability to sleep. I can't sleep. I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning every single night, and I can't get back to sleep. I have to go to work. I am exhausted. What is it? What is it? So that's kind of a typical symptoms that women experience. Increasing migraines is another one. Headaches, constant headaches. What do I do about that? And just uh, some hormone replacement at that point, identical hormones, which are natural to our natural natural hormones in our bodies uh, control all these symptoms. So there's a very simple answer to a very complicated problem. Yeah, it's, it is a complicated problem, but um, I guess we need to get into the weeds, as I call it. Tell me what you do. Uh, tell me the, the workup and what you want to do next. Well, what we first, what we do when uh, a person comes in, uh, whether female or male, we obtain laboratory work, which we get, well, we do basic history and physical. We obtain all the laboratory baseline, blood counts, lipid studies, or end organ studies, and, of course, hormone levels. And we go on from there. So we look at your symptoms, and then we look at your blood work, and then we customize a treatment that's for you, whether it's going to be patches, creams, or implants. That's interesting. So the tests aren't particularly exotic. They're readily available. And and, uh, you brought up creams. I I know we see on TV creams and we're going to make you young again. What's different that we do yours? Well, first of all, when we talk about creams, there are creams that are over-the-counter creams that might work for somebody in her 40s that contain very low dose of uh, plant-derived progesterone or estrogen. Those are not uh, prescription medications. Now, as people truly lose their hormones, they at that point require prescription medications that only a physician can prescribe. Um, Therefore, we need to go to a physician and um, receive a prescription for our hormones. Yeah, and these hormones, uh, I don't know, it sounds like you're messing with Mother Nature. Are they dangerous? Well, no, well, they're, they're not dangerous. They're not dangerous. There's a lot of evidence-based medicine today. There were studies in 2002 were called Women's Health Initiative Studies that scared, it was a big scare that told everybody, oh, my God, estrogen causes cancer. Well, those studies were redone. And uh, number one thing, they were done with synthetic 
hormones, synthetic estrogen, synthetic progesterone. When those studies were repeated, it was shown that no, the risk of um, cancer, even from synthetic estrogen, is very, very low. What caused cancer 40% in women, why the study was stopped, and what caused clotting problems was the synthetic progesterone. It's called Provera. So that was the culprit that so the estrogen, especially transdermal estrogens, are safe. Well, what are you, you going to see? What's the timeline? So let's just say uh, I have a loved one or a friend or something that in- inquires about this, or even a patient I, th- I think would benefit from, you know, increased malaise is a problem for them. They've lost their libido. They're starting to ask me questions that, that I, I just don't understand well. Um, what's the timeline? If I sent somebody for hormone therapy, what would I expect? Well, like I said, what we will do first, we will uh, do a full workup. We would obtain the blood work. We will see where the person's at, what the levels of the hormones are. And then we would start a program of replacement of these hormones. Um, therefore, you could see response probably in a month or two. Well, that's awesome. <clears throat> you know, the next... Real concern. It's a health concern uh, across uh, our great land and others uh, throughout the world. Actually, it's a worldwide problem is obesity. I would imagine there's a link to hormones and uh, obesity, especially as we age. Now, as you know, the AMA in 2013 have classified obesity as a disease, and that's for a very good reason because it's exactly what it is. It is it's mainly a metabolic problem. What you see when you do proper uh, testing on people with obesity, what you will see very often is um, severe insulin resistance, which triggers lipid problems, meaning high cholesterol, high triglycerides, um, and, and all sorts of other derangements. You also see what's called polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is women who are often overweight and also have uh, reversed um, LH, FSH, which is a- estrogen to female hormone, I mean, um, androgens to estrogen ratios, which uh, prevents them from being fertile. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and you, you look at obesity and you, you break it down. Um, Every pound counts, and uh, when we we look at hypertension, diabetes, associated heart disease, and quality of life, those quality of life indices drop dramatically when people just can't get around. So it's it's really this catch-22. I hurt, I'm obese, I can't move. i got to get moving because I'm obese. What do you do to tell people? What's your motivational interview like? Well, what I find very motivating is when we do full workup, when we do lab studies, when we show people, when we tell them, you know, it is not that you're a bad person. It's not that you have ter- terrible habits, although some people do, and we work behavior aspects too. But when you show people the metabolic problems that they have, whether it's thyroid resistance, insulin resistance, um, the uh, elevated CRP and inflammatory states, uh, I see quite a bit of fatty liver today, which is secondary to inflammation from obesity because fat is an active substance and actually produces all sorts of anti-inflammatory substances. Um, when you show people that and you show them the risks of, you know, the heart disease and stroke is much, much elevated with these metabolic derangements, I think most people are, um, I find, very eager to cooperate. Yeah, well, they are. And they start seeing these comorbid diseases just kind of melt away. You know, the arthritis that were so crippling as they lose weight, even a little bit of weight, their endurance, um, 
their depression. And let's face it, people that are overweight, they don't have a self-image issue. I don't know if that's overplayed as much as they're just not feeling right. And so that obviously has something to do from a hormonal front as well. Well, what I'm frequently seeing on the body composition testing that I do, um, I'm very frequently seeing anybody over 50 pounds overweight, what you will see is a markedly decreased basal metabolic rates. Uh, some of them almost non-existent, therefore that kind of a person will have a very difficult time losing weight. You can starve this person, but the minute they take a slice of right. pizza, they're going to put it right back on. Therefore, so sometimes if there's a real difficulty in losing weight, I will go ahead and do a thyroid replacement. Uh, do a thyroid testing and do a temporary thyroid replacement to help bring up the basal metabolic rate to within the normal range for that person. And it helps them to get through this, uh, the resistance to weight loss. Well, you know, you said testing. And uh, we throw around terms like basal meta- metabolic rate and BMI, um, body mass index. Sometimes, I, I honestly think my patients look at me and their eyes glaze over. Uh, touch on those for a second. Well, BMR is basal metabolic rate. That is your rate at rest. How fast is your body using calories? Okay. How, how, how well does your engine run, basically? So whenever you will put somebody who's slender on my body composition testing, you will see high metabolic rates. That means their engine runs fast. They'll eat something. They're going to burn it. They're going to process. It's not being stored into fat. When you take somebody who's overweight, frequently you will see low basal metabolic rates. That means whatever they eat, it immediately goes into fat. It's not being utilized for energy for them, so that's why they feel tired, depleted. Now, BMI is is something different. It basically tells you the percentage of fat to, to, to muscle mass, and it just tells you the degree of obesity. You know, I have the hardest time with this one problem, and that's, I touched on it with motivational interviewing, but I cannot get across to a lot of my folks that it's not a moral failing. It's not necessarily something they did. You know, you shouldn't feel guilty every time you have a little something nice to eat. As long as there's a balance in your life, the hardest thing I have uh, in my brief interview during uh, the course of the day is the opportunity to pass along the fact that they're not necessarily screwing up. This is just what they do. Now, how can I modify my life to make it better? I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, like I, I just uh, mentioned that if you do some basic uh, analysis of metabolism, very frequently you will notice there's quite a bit of insulin resistance in these patients. And what happens with insulin resistance, our insulin doesn't work properly. What it, It's a fat-storing hormone. Therefore, it really favors fat storage as opposed to using our carbohydrates and sugars for energy. So, therefore, these people have a very hard time with that. Now, simple medications such as metformin that lower insulin resistance are very helpful to get people to start losing weight. So that's a pretty low-risk, non-invasive way to help these people. You know, you've been fantastic. Well, once again, that was fun, informational, and something I'm enlightened on. I have to tell you, there's so much going on in medicine these days that we have to quote, it is air quotes, keep up with that it's it's important to find the niches and listen to people that have found those niches and bring it home to better take care of everybody. And that's where Magdalena has really helped us. So it was great having her on. Thank you so much. 
I'm going to interview you again, I hope, in the near future. Now, please go to iTunes, please, please, and subscribe. Uh, leave a review. And uh, paininformation.com, leave a comment or two. Or if you have a question, I'll do another Q&A here pretty soon. And once again, thanks for coming to visit, and we'll see you soon.